Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Schmozone podcast. This is episode number 60. I'm Dave Schmolenson, a.k.a. The Schmo. My co-host is... Helen Yee with Helen Yee Sports. And we're just going to start with this right off the bat. We haven't had a show the past couple of weeks, the past two weeks. I've been reluctant to do this because I promised you guys we would have this new Schmozone studio ready. And man, oh man, this is taking so much longer than I ever anticipated. It's well worth it. We are so close. We're almost there. But so many of you guys have given Helen direct messages, me direct messages saying, hey, when's the next Schmozone podcast? Screw it. We have to do a podcast. We've been traveling. We've been all over the place. I'm burnt to a crisp. We'll get into that shortly. But Helen, the Schmozone Podcast Studio. I know. We truly feel so bad and so sorry. Like every time that we hear or read that someone's asking, oh, when's the next episode going to be released? Like we feel so bad. But because the Schmozone is supposed to give you a behind the scenes look of just our real life, like what's really going on behind the scenes. And the truth is, not only is the Schmozone studio the thing that we're building from the ground up, obviously, like designing to the furniture to mounting things and everything in between. Um, mounting things on the wall, of course, the TV, for example. <laughs> but um, it's also just the other room and then the great like living area. Like we're literally like trying to design and build everything. And it's just been taking a lot longer than we anticipated. So we are so sorry, but we want to do this and be back like what David said for you guys. And we truly appreciate all your continued support and it does not go unnoticed. So essentially what Helen's hinting at is we're not just building a podcast studio. We've been building a production studio, which is something I wish we could be revealing in the first episode in this new studio we're building. But uh, it's it's all good. Uh, it is what it is. We're building a production studio. There's only two of us. If we had a team of like 15, 20 plus, I'm sure it could get done. But that's way too hard at this point. Uh, we, uh, But it's totally fine. And we take on a lot of different tasks. We are getting it done. Maybe one day we'll have a team that big. Maybe one day. Yeah. But for now... It, we're very comfortable wearing two hats. Sometimes we bite off more than we can chew. I'll speak for myself, but we get stuff done. I can't wait for this new studio to be done, but until it's done, like enjoy this temporary Schmozone area because we still got to pump these podcasts out. We're doing too much. Like we just got back from Florida and ironically, that's not why I'm burnt to a crisp. Burnt to a crisp because now we're home in Vegas. We actually didn't even see a beach in Florida. And to rewind a bit before I get into that, for a studio, for example, like doing everything, even for example, the toilet, the bathroom, like 
cleaning that up. Like basically, you know, even getting toilet plungers, like just literally everything. You, you sign a lease for a space, multi-year lease, and uh, to uh, you got to make sure everything from the toilets to the ceiling but lights and everything's good. We're blessed. Yes. We'll make it happen. So back to Florida. Yes. Didn't even get to see a beach. We worked every day for like four or five days. Dri- drove all over South Florida. Met with so many great MMA talented coaches, fighters, obviously. And just it was a great time. Didn't see a beach. So yesterday <laughs> is our first full day back because we got in the late, late uh, Saturday night back here in Vegas. We're jet lagged. We're tired. Been editing and doing crazy stuff. Nonstop. I go to the pool fall asleep for an hour and I wake up and I'm fine and then I look in the mirror I'm burnt to a crisp I'm I'm a lobster I got I look I yeah. probably look hilarious on camera if, if you're watching this thing Oh wow yeah but uh it's uh it'll turn into brown bronze Are You sure? I hope I mean, And here's here's the kicker not only so you own like quite a few nice pair of sunglasses and you wear those very like ugly looking ones. I okay, so and the the they're Oakleys and they're there's they're they're like ones I would run in or do triathlon okay, stuff because in. Because the shape is But like, they they have they have meaning to me because as the schmo I did a charity golf tournament in uh San Diego. I remember they were giving this out. It was Reggie Bush's charity event. The legend. Best college running so back I've ever wait, seen in my life. Reggie Bush. And they were giving out those sunglasses. Those are free Oakleys. T.O. took them. I took them. Terrell I see Owens. T.O. still sports them to this day, and the schmo or myself still sports them to this day. Well, uh, they're cool. I see I mean, why they're free. I mean, the style. It's like every time you wear you wear them, and that one time, why did I wear them that one time? Well, but then I took a selfie to send you to send because me. I was like. They're Gross. not they're not very fashionable, but they're very practical, especially if you're doing like endurance sports and staying on your face. And plus they remind me of my favorite era of all time, the nineties. It reminds me oh. of something like a hip thirty something nineties guy would wear. I'm or, just living in a different one of, era. One of those comedy shows or movies of those people wearing it in them. But when you mentioned that golf tournament, did you actually play? No, no. Oh, okay. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we played in Abu Dhabi. Actually, my golf clubs are probably collecting a lot of dust in our closet. Probably. I, I was going to try to pull them out this week. but So, yeah, this is episode 60. We have strength and conditioning coach Phil DeRue, who we met up with in Miami. And I did a workout with him and some of the MMA fighters, Jared Flash, Gordon, Randy, Costa. I mean, I was just with, with the Wolverine. He he's, looks like a bigger version of Dustin Poirier. He he really did. Yeah, and he, he was a beast. Because he was both, lifting, he was deadlifting more than all of us. Me and Randy and Jared, he was lifting, he was deadlifting more than both of us, yep. all three of us. What did you think of his workout? Uh, this is Phil Derue who put us in a strength and conditioning workout. He notably he's is the strength and conditioning coach for Dustin Poirier, and we talked to him about that. What I think of his workout, I think it's very athlete specific. I think it was very much tailored to the fine twitch muscles you need to be a fighter. Like literally, we're doing stuff where hip mobility is key, like activation in the glutes, just quick quick bursts of of just punching power, mobility, stability, and um, I had a, we had a blast. 
I got my butt kicked and I lost in the relay race. I'm not afraid to admit it, to say it. I lost. I mean, Randy Costa, he was, I've matched, he, he outdid me that little 135 or that Bantamweight. Hey, he's yeah. a great athlete. I saw that as I was, um, riding the assault bike that <laughs> I, I couldn't even walk after. <laughs> so Phil's, um, Phil's colleagues, uh, ran her through a workout when I was doing the workout with the MMA guys. So yeah, we're, we're a little sore. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh. And my traps are so sore because at first, so he was like, oh, go, um, you know, you want to do these like deadlifts and then I'm like, okay. Or the suitcase deadlift. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, you know, one to 10, like how's the weight? And I was like, oh, it's about five. You could go heavier Then boom, like added what an extra 40 pounds, I think. And then, so then I'm like, okay. It was a good way. And then ran me through something else, something else. And he's like, how are you feeling after every exercise? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. Like, don't worry. Because I can handle a lot of, like, physical pain. And then the assault bike. And then afterwards, because it was, like, the interval, like, 10 seconds sprint, 20 seconds, like, you know, moderate. 10 rounds after that, I was like, I, oh, my gosh. I couldn't even stand up. And he was like, how are you? I'm like, I'm not good. And it didn't help that then we sat on a plane for five hours, like literally an hour and a half after the workout to come back to Vegas. And then the, the plane was early and we sat on the runway for an extra 30 minutes. Yeah. Backs completely stiffened up. And we were just crushing our lower back and our glutes and the both of our workouts. It so. still hurts my hamstrings. It did. So that's a great way to segue into today's sponsor of the show, which is Fusion CBD products, fusioncbdproducts.com. Honestly, I I needed this stuff. I've been using it every second. The CBD intense relief rub on the low back, it's really, really helpful. And I've been sipping on this because I did my yoga this morning, our Fusion CBD sports water, everything CBD. Great products at FusionCBDProducts.com. Use the promo code SHMO. Get 20% off. Yeah, so FusionCBDProducts.com. Great stuff. Check it out. Also, today's sponsor, and I talk about them all the time, Sheath Underwear. SheathUnderwear.com. Love this stuff. The ana anatomical isolation you get from the balls in the shaft. It's like, it, first time you put it on for anybody who, who wears boxers, boxer briefs, it's like, you know, I don't understand how, the, I mean, it's comfortable material, but you don't understand how there's a pouch there that you put your balls in. You put it in there and then you get used to it over time and you never want to go back to the normal underwear. They're extremely comfortable, extremely durable, wear them all the time and you got to check it out. Promo code SHMO, get 20% off at checkout. You won't be disappointed. What were you going to say about that? Well, I was going to say, but if you don't have balls, don't feel left out because they also make a women's line, which I'm currently wearing right now under my shorts. Yes, she is. Um, well, well, I was going to find that out later. And they're extremely comfortable. They have the women's line. Yeah. So check them out. Sheathunderwear.com. Yeah. So we were just in Miami and we're going to get into our guest, Phil Daru momentarily I said Daru on the podcast and he's too kind of a of a, of a killer to be like oh no Shmo it's Daru <laughs> well but at least it's not like have you ever met somebody because this happened to me probably in seventh grade where they think your name is something else I mean with my last name Schmolenson you how many people you think would get that right 
when I had like a, a teacher or substitute well, teacher. Anyone how would school, they pronounce it though? They would be intimidated because it's 11 letters. Samuelson, Schmumelson, Smorgasborg, anything, you know, that wasn't Schmolenson. And rightfully so, Schmulenson, like any anything. It's uh, it's uh, it's funny. So, Daru or Daru, D A R U. It's four letters. Like, yeah. come on, like, it's 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 not bad. Well, I've actually had people ask me how to pronounce my last name, and it's three letters. Ye, I mean, what would they <laughs> and say? How to spell it? Okay, so if it's not ye, it's ye e. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, there's not how much can you? <laughs> yeah. It's literally two letters. It's Y and an E. But the East twice. So, okay. Yeah, fine. So, we just spent some time in South Florida. Just a quick recap. Where, where were we the week before South Florida? What did we do? So, we, we the last one was, was in Seattle with DJ? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, Seattle. And then we came here, UFC 260. Yes. And then went to Florida. Went to Florida. UFC 260. Wow. Um, Sugar Shane. I got to interview Snoop Dogg. You did, yes. yes. And the, I know you're so excited about that. He was like on your bucket list. I feel he was totally on my bucket list, and he's he's such a amazing. He was walking away, and I heard him say, "This is a schmo." What the pro? That made my day. And I mean, I did want to interview Jake Paul, but we got to interview Ben Askren. Helen is the first one of both of us to get a video on YouTube to reach a million views. That Ben Askren presser, party balloons, congratulations. Thank you, and thank you so much to everyone who watched it. I mean, if you watched it in my post-press conference interview with Ben, and also shout out to Ben, he's hilarious, he's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I can't believe it. Even when I still look at the number, I'm like, whoa, one million? Like, that's amazing. So I truly appreciate all the support. Um, if you haven't seen my YouTube channel, Helen Esports. Obviously, to do what we do, we both don't have any dogs in the fight. I enjoy talking to both Jake and to Ben. I have no bias whatsoever. Um, we'll have a great story to tell no matter the outcome, but just the right time in the future regarding this whole thing. Cause this is fun stuff. This is fun stuff. Props to Triller for, for putting this stuff on. It adds a uniqueness to it. Yeah. And their face off, right? The hand in the face. I'm saying this right now. And I said this too. The schmo is the perfect person for that type of venue. Yes. Oh my gosh. It, it should have been you up there in the press conference. One day. Yeah, in the near you, you would have handled well when you got up there to ask both of them questions. They both were like, "Hey, Shmo, like you're well." I just cool with I them. just love the questions that I asked both of them. I feel like I both gave them layups, basketball terminology to connect things from earlier. Gave them a layups to to really expose the other person or to get their objective. I gave Jake such a layup to for the I talked said hey Dana I probably said Connor like if you beat Ben you call your shots then for Ben it's like look you beat Jake what's next you go after Logan because Logan would be a bigger payday if you beat Jake it would have to be and then if this is already the biggest payday in Ben's career imagine what a Logan Paul payday would be isn't that crazy and that's what we're saying welcome to 2021 well but then we talked to guys like Colby Covington, which we got a chance to inside MMA Masters. Shout out to uh, the MMA Masters team. 
and Coach, Coach Dan Daniel Valverde. She yes. would have said it if I didn't. Yes, and Caesar Carniero. Um, they were extremely wel- welcoming, and that's where we interviewed Colby. And when I asked Colby how he thought about YouTubers or I guess social media influencers or you know people with social media that have a huge following. Um, transitioning or trying to get into like boxing and whatnot like colby i mean he got pretty real with his response of course of course with colby he'll be as real as it gets like he's not afraid to speak his mind it's entertaining and Mm -hmm. that's why people tune into it uh as well but on coach caesar at that gym i think he's been involved in rob van um uh john call van dan movies yes yeah, he, I almost had Rob at the RVD. Shout out oh, to him, uh, WWE Hall of Fame, yeah. and he was like our second guest on the Schmozone podcast. So I had to bring that up. RVD Hall of Fame, let's what, go. Was that the only Schmozone podcast that did you smoke with him, or no, you didn't? Because he loves to get high. No, oh, uh, it wasn't him. It, I no, but you are correct on something. He was the first person I ever was stoned with. To do oh, a schmo in the pro. And it was actually when you were working at the radio station. Oh, fun times. Fun days. Indeed. Uh, that was at the beginning of the relationship. So, yeah. yeah. So, shout out to RVD Hall of Fame. And uh, Caesar, yeah, Caesar was in uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Yeah. We had a great time. The Kobe interview was great. Finally got to interview Rumble Johnson and I, Rory McDonald. I know. And I love catching up with Gilbert Burns, who just got booked with a great fight with Wonderboy Thompson. Yes. I honestly think, and I'm going to say this, if we're throwing out belts, one thing I have to say, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Gilbert Burns, NMF belt. Make it, Dana. Nicest motherfucker. Make that belt. I'm bringing that up if no one else beats me and watches this podcast and beats me to it. I'm going to ask Dana to make an NMF belt. Why not? Why, yeah. not? Why not? Why not? Well, Unless Con- someone beats me to it. Yeah. The fact that even Connor tweeted he wants his own belt. It's belt thing. season. Let's go. <laughs> Speaking of belt season, also great catching up with Michael Chandler. You just did a schmo versus the pro against we did, didn't we did Michael. We did like a month ago. Yeah. Um, in Arizona. Chandler. Man, that guy... That guy has to be involved in broadcast when it's also. Oh my gosh! A phenomenal speaker. speaker. I that I'm going to say right off the bat. Like this guy is who you want representing the sport of mixed martial arts. Speaking about it, talking about it, he is a gem in the making on the mic. And if you can't already tell, I think he's already there and only going to get better. So kudos to him. Uh, Podcast with Phil Derue. We're here in the office of strength and conditioning coach, the one and only Phil Daru. Thanks for joining us today, man. Thanks for having me, and thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. <laughs> of course, man. You train some of the best train killers in the world, whether it's boxers, whether it's judos, mm-hmm. uh, BJJ, mm-hmm. obviously MMA, mm-hmm. here in this great facility, um, and we want to talk to you. And you're putting the schmo through a workout. This is moments before you're putting the schmo through the workout. Oh, it's going to be tough. Trust me. It's going to be tough. And it's going to be fun for me to watch. 
and let our audience know some of those pros that we'll be doing this workout with shortly. So we got Jared Gordon, uh, UFC fighter. We have Randy Costa, UFC fighter. We have Tyler Ray, which is the up-and-comer that I'm very, very excited for him to make his way into the UFC. So got some killers that are going to be putting you guys, well, putting you through the workout too as well because you got to make sure that you are staying aligned with them. Hey, they're the pros. I'm the schmo. We're, we're just making sure that everybody's aligned there. I'm looking forward to it very much. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. But uh, speaking of some of those killers, mm -hmm. one of them in particular, big news was kind of just confirmed officially. Dustin Poirier, mm -hmm. I know you've been working with him for a while. Mm -hmm. And his trilogy against Conor McGregor happening uh, July 10th. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's... it's um... It's always good because those two, especially when Dustin gets those opportunities, he kind of rises to the occasion a little bit. And for me, I know that it's going to be a big opportunity for him from a branding perspective and just from just an overall, just his, his legacy in the sport. So it is fun. And I'm blessed to be a part of it. I've been working with him for about four and a half years now. So seeing his rise from where he started to now, and if you take a look back at it from when he started in Louisiana, you know, very humble beginnings. And now he is the man. Like in Louisiana, he's got keys to different cities now, which is crazy. But he deserves it. He earned it. And so here we are. And he's such a fantastic fighter who just gets better through time. And it's crazy to me because everyone considers him a big lightweight, but he fought at featherweight. And the first fight with Conor McGregor was at featherweight. Yeah. And it was a completely different fight the second mm -hmm. time around. And I know he credits a lot of that to you with the strength and conditioning, but what have you noticed in the evolution of his progress when it comes to what you do with him over the course of time? I think he understands his body a lot more and he understands how to manage his fatigue a lot better, where he was going in there beating his body up on a daily basis from the skills training to strength and conditioning. Um, we have conversations about, you know, not just from a subjective measure to understand how bad he's feeling, but an objective measure too as well. So if we need to use things like, you know, an HRV monitor or measure out his heart rates in the morning, that's more of a science-based approach, but also having the intuition to know when to push it, when to pull back, because he's a veteran in the sport. We know that he knows how to take a punch and give a punch, right? So he doesn't have to spar as much, but those sparring rounds need to be very strategic and they need to be planned accordingly. And that's where, you know, Mike Brown, Daya Davis, you know, Tiago Alves, they come into play there. I'm just a guy that kind of wants to make sure that he is structurally ready for those demands with his skills training. But with his success in that rematch against Connor, when you approach this trilogy, do you kind of approach it the same way as that rematch? To a degree, because it's the same guy. I know that it's a different fight all the time. Um, I'm going to take a look. Uh, we pre-assessed him uh, from a structural standpoint, from a movement standpoint. And we've seen some deficiencies, some dysfunctions that I kind of knew that was there anyways, just based off of past injury history. So from there, I'm just going to take that, find out his limiters, and then work on those limiters for about four to six weeks. And then once he gets deep into camp, then we start working on the full game plan. But everything that we do is going to be based around the skills training because that's the hierarchy of importance when you're getting closer to a fight. And when he comes in, we got to make sure we assess the situation right there. So every time he comes in, it's an, it's an we're analyzing basically what he needs to do and what he's capable of doing. And we get the best out of the training session. So we know that just from our circle and your circle, everyone's circle here, that he was offered the title fight. He was mm -hmm. offered the title fight yeah. 
imagine Charles Oliveira, but more money, the bigger trilogy of mm-hmm. fight would be this trilogy with Conor McGregor. And if not now, then maybe never. Yeah. So what it comes down to is this, it's, what do you say he's fighting for? What would be the game plan, the structure plan for for him? Because he gets this. Do you think that right away title fight, you know, winner of Oliveira and mm-hmm. a, uh, Michael, a Michael Chandler? Yeah, I, I think that it's important to him, but I think more so it's about setting his family up, you know, to be comfortable, to have a life after fighting. Because everything he does, he does for his family. So I think this was going to be a better opportunity to set his family up. So I don't blame him for that at all. Nobody should. Um, if he does get the fight, let's say, for instance, with Oliveira or Chandler, whoever wins that fight, I do believe that he will be the champion. But he, he doesn't actually have to take that fight. He doesn't have to be He doesn't have to be the champion if he doesn't want to be. At the end of the day, it's ultimately his decision and his career. And he could walk away from this, make a, a, a ton of money on this fight, walk away and be happy, and again, live with his family and do other things outside of, of fighting, right? Whereas a lot of guys don't have that opportunity. He's put himself in the position to have opportunities after fighting. And his hot sauce too. Have <laughs> yeah. you tried it yet? Man, let me tell you. <laughs> my wife is like a hot sauce connoisseur. And she said, she told me that this was the best hot sauce she's ever had. And so I agree. I like, I agree, but like I'm being biased, you know, as is Dustin. So when she told me that, I was like, okay, it might be legit. So and check out his hot sauce. And so a little behind the scenes too, Michael Chandler wanted to make a whole joke out of it, gag, throw it away. He, he actually tried it. He couldn't throw it away. Yeah. He knows he likes that hot sauce. Mm-hmm. It's legit. For sure. And you got Conor McGregor on stage before the fight lifting mm-hmm. it up. Like it's yeah. legit. It's real deal. I actually tried to order it recently, oh, but it's always out of stock. I know. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I was able to get a couple of Thanks to Dustin, I was able to get a couple of free bottles. So we've been trying to savor it, like pouring water in there, <laughs> shaking it up. But it's just not the same, man. So, man, make sure you get it because it is going fast. So with July 10th being official, when does camp start? When do you expect him to walk through these doors, start training with you, mm-hmm. and getting rolling? Um, so he's got to corner a teammate in the next couple of weeks. So after that, so we're talking about the end of April. End of April. And oh. how do you see that trilogy playing out? For me personally, I feel like he's going to submit him this time. Um, I think that Connor's definitely going to make some changes, definitely going to look out for the calf kicks and, you know, um, change his stance a little bit there. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, Connor just is going to set that pace, you know, drag him into that deep water and then ultimately get the submission. Someone that you're pretty close with too, and I really enjoy uh, interviewing and fighting too. One of the best females, I think, of all time, uh, Joanna young Jacek. Mm-hmm. Um where we last saw her was right before the pandemic against mm-hmm. Wei Li, the best fight of the year, hands oh down. Sure, you sure. can't even argue. Yeah. Where is she at mentally right now, and, and mm-hmm. what do you think's next for her? I know Rose has that title fight coming up here April 24th mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, in Jacksonville yeah. against Wei Li. Where, where, where does um, uh, Joanna feel like she fits you in know, the mix? For me, I, I think that Joanna doesn't have to prove anything anymore. I think that she's set her legacy. That fight with Zhang was phenomenal i think that she could literally end her career with that even though she lost i feel like it was a moral victory just because of the amount of of, of damage she took but kept going forward yeah. i mean after the fight we were in vegas and man she definitely looked beat up you know she had obviously massive contusions and like you know she had her face was blown up she went to the hospital zang was in the same hospital like right by their side and afterwards she had all of her family come from poland so we're in their hotel room. This is like five, six o'clock, almost 
Yeah, about six o'clock in the morning. And she partied. Like she <laughs> she was loving life. You know, with bandages on and everything. And that's her honor. Like, you know what I mean? She lives life to the fullest. It's crazy. Uh I laugh because in that interview you did with her right before she fought, during fight week, she was telling you what that she's like gonna celebrate. Big party after party, after. she was yeah. gonna celebrate so it. She kept her word. hundred percent. Oh, I had to actually leave. I was like, Man, I'm tired. I gotta go. So she, they were going probably till seven, eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, um, Dang, yeah, yeah. And, and then, party. And then when I woke up, they were at the they were at the restaurant downstairs. I was like, man, like just no stopping. Like, <laughs> but I mean, I like I said, uh, I'll back her with any you know decision she makes. But you know, I think personally, she doesn't have to fight again. But if she does, she'll be ready. So some other people, Brendan Allen Allen, I know he's got a fight coming up here in Jacksonville, yeah. the 24th. You mentioned too, Jared Gordon, you trained mm -hmm. with him, uh, Randy Costa, just to mm -hmm. name a few. Um, when you have a great background like yourself and you have a, a MMA background, right, mm -hmm. boxing background, you come mm -hmm. from combat sports. What kind of advantage do you think it gives you a leg up over the traditional strength and conditioning coaches too? Because I've been yeah. around a few. I've done some of these schmo and the pros with a bunch of different people, some yeah. football backgrounds and stuff like that. But yeah. you uniquely fit the mold of a lot of the people that you work with. Yeah, it, it helps with overall buy-in and trust into the programming. You know, I'm able to put myself in the position of, of, of themselves, like in camp, because I know how it feels. So they understand that they know that I know how they feel at that particular time. And that's why like they will listen to me in another way. Like it's hard to really listen to a coach that's never really done it or been in their shoes before. And even though you may have the, you know, the athlete, I would say the athletic background, but the knowledge, right. To, to put somebody through a session or to program appropriately based on the demands of the sport. But when you actually have done it, it's just a different feeling like people will buy into that. And the fighters that I have, I hold them like accountable based off of my situations that I had to go through. So it's like, I've been there. I've done this. I've done everything that you're doing right now. So you cannot complain. You know, you cannot tell me that this is too hard, too difficult because I've been in your shoes. Now, with guys like Randy, with guys like Dustin, with guys like Jared, these are guys that are at the highest level. They're at the UFC. So there is a large amount of stress that is that goes about it, right? But at the same time, you take it back to just the spirit of fighting. I know that. Right? I know that very well. So at that point, I can give them particular movements, particular uh, methods and systems of training that are going to correlate over very strategically. And on top of that, we can get into a mental state, right? I understand them from a mentality standpoint. I know their psychology when it comes into just getting into the venue and how that feels in your body is a different feeling. So when somebody closes the cage door, if you've never been in a fight where you actually have to like basically fight for your life inside of a cage with multiple people looking at you, now it's getting better. People are actually going to fights now. <laughs> it's just a different feeling. You can't, you cannot, you know, you cannot see that with other things. You know, you can't feel that with other sports. It's a totally different thing. But how important is that? And I'm glad you brought that up, like the mental aspect mm -hmm. of it, because that always interests me, like not only, you know, to train obviously your body and physically, but how important is that mental aspect to know and understand how to push through those mental barriers to yeah. get that breakthrough? It's 90% mental. Like we always say it, it, it almost sounds cliche at this point, but it is like you can do all of the work. You can put it all in the effort. 
your your strategies, all of your tactics that you set a line throughout camp can go perfect. Your skill set can be on point. You could be the greatest fighter in your gym, right? But you get out there and then you have to make a switch. Now you have to perform. The greatest performers do very well in a sport like MMA and at the elite level in the UFC. If you can't do that, then you're not going to make it very far. You'll get there and then you'll take few losses and then it's over. You know in the UFC it's very, very cutthroat. So if you don't have the mental fortitude to get through that and to have the confidence necessary to go into an octagon and fight for your life and then put on a show with that and then have to deal with interviews and everything else, right? You have to be able to center yourself accordingly. And it takes a certain type of individual to do that. If you don't have it, then you're not going to make it that far in the sport. Well, do you think that's something that an athlete either has or doesn't have, like they have it or they don't? Or do you think it's something that they can train and work on? I think, I definitely think that they can train it. Um, I do think that it's something that can be worked on, especially through experience. Um, But you also have to be born with the level of confidence and the ability to manage stress, right? Because stress is, is systemic in a lot of ways. There's multiple things going on. It's not just you getting hit and kicked on a daily basis. A lot of people can take that. But a lot of people cannot take a camera in their face 24-7 or having to deal with, you know, management, having to deal with other fighters talking down about you on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And you kind of shine light on that and you kind of accept it. If you can accept it and know what it is and you can take it and make it into a positive then that's where you'll start to develop your way of not just fighting inside the cage, but outside the cage. And you've obviously developed a reputation where people are finding you that aren't athletes, some celebrities too, mm-hmm. like Timbaland and Kevin James. Yeah. You're working with those guys. How did they find you? Or what was that process like to start transitioning to having that type of clientele? Yeah, I mean, Kevin, Kevin's been an MMA fan for a long time. Um, he started doing jiu-jitsu with Joe Rogan. Back, I think it was like maybe Asian, but it was like it was it was a long time ago. <laughs> Let me just say that. Yeah. Um, but he's he's just been a fan of the sport. I think he found me on YouTube. To be honest, he walked in the gym one day, didn't even know like he had his mask on, so I didn't really see him. And and then we're talking for like thirty minutes, and I'm like, so what do you do? And he goes, well, I'm an actor. And I go, oh, I know who you are, <laughs> like that. And he took his his mask down. I was like, okay. So now I've been working with him with Tim. Um, Tim actually worked with Jake Boswick, who was one of my bare knuckle guys. And he'd been working with him for like four years. And Tim, you know, asked Jake if I could come in and work with him just to do just more movement type stuff, more mobility, stability, strengthening things that he needed to strengthen um, because he's looking to be more athletic. So really, it, it comes down to, I mean, I'm definitely getting them in shape fitness wise, but it's more so, you know, getting their structure, getting their structure in order to where they can function better. And then how do you implement something like CBD for mm-hmm. some of the, your, your clients and stuff like that? How do you do, do you use it as topicals? Do you use the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the tinctures? I mean, anything that they like usually, I mean, it could be, it could be the topicals, it could be the tinctures, it could be, you know, um, even like, uh, even like with the vape pens and stuff like that, you could do that too as well. It's really just how they like to take it really. Um, but CBD has been tremendous for us. We have a massage therapist that uses it a lot, especially when she's treating the uh, the fighters. Um, but 
again, and it's something that gives us, it's another supplement, right? It's something that gives us an edge that's going to be safe, effective, and allow them to train consistently. For sure. And this workout that we're going to be going through in a couple of minutes from now, I'm sure I'm going to need a lot of that. Take it easy on us. I know. You guys still got to go to the beach. We still have to go to the beach. Yeah, (laughs) We've literally been spreading ourselves thin. There's a lot more driving in South Florida than I anticipated. A lot of red lights, right? We were talking about that. So many red lights. The lights aren't (laughs) – but hey, you know, it's good to be out here. There was no UFC fight weeks, uh, fight week. There was a great Bellator fight Mm -hmm. and the Icon fight and then that CSS fight where the guy lost his finger. You saw the – I saw that, yeah. I can't watch that. That is nuts. I can't watch that. Anything with limbs getting torn off, I'm just like, nope. I just can't do it. Fingers and toes and ears and 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 just I can't do it. It's well, nice. you know, with all the cauliflower ear that's around too, I'm just I imagine know. like you know we've seen like ears kind of get lacerated but not completely torn I'm off. I'm so happy that I didn't get man. I've been training for 12 years, and I've I've gotten hit hard on my ears. I don't know what it is, but I know that a couple people like I have a little bit here, but I'm just have the greatest ears. The, the yeah, not I'm like, they, they look great. Did, like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And I, like, I've trained. It's not like I haven't trained. I trained hard. Got hit in plenty of times. Fought eight years professionally. You know, but it's good. I'm glad because my wife likes it. <laughs> that definitely looks good too. Yeah. And then anything that you want to leave the Schmozone viewers with, you know, to, about about yourself, about anything in life, kind of like maybe a moral direction to go to during these crazy times well, to keep up say, the positivity. So I have two sayings that I always say and I actually hold them in, like on me all times. One is power is established when challenges are met. And then the other one is actually on the back of this shirt, but it's strength comes from your ability to manage pain. So with that, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but at the end of the day, really, you're just putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, just like you're going to do now. That's going Uh-oh. to allow you to adapt and get better. That's with anything, though. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be just in the weight room. It could be anything that you take on. And you guys do endurance type running and swimming. If that's something that I'm looking to do, that I want to improve upon, that I want to put myself in a position to be uncomfortable, to allow me to grow. And that's something that a lot of people are missing. I think they try to find the easy way out to get comfortable. And they and they ultimately never get better because they're staying comfortable. Yeah. Right? Complacency. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible it drug. For sure, 100%. I, I couldn't agree more. And then I know you're big on YouTube too. Mm-hmm. You put a lot of stuff, a lot of, a lot of your training sessions. Yeah. Great follow on Instagram. Where can everybody find you? So at Daru Strong is the Instagram. DaruStrong.com is my website. And then Phil Daru Strong is the YouTube channel. Excellent. Um, I'm going to definitely need some Fusion CBD intense <laughs> relief from after the workout yeah, on yeah. the joints. You might need to put it on now. <laughs> wondered how to say good morning in Italian or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.